The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Now I say this, I say this, not a f-ing doubt in my mind when I'm out there on that field, the trust that I have in y'all boys, mm-hmm. and the trust that we have in each other, mm-hmm. and that's what showed out that display, it was that full tilt show today, mm-hmm. alright, so keep that in mind when we're moving forward, the standard is, is the standard and it only rises, continue to challenge yourself, but f-ing enjoy this win and down While it wasn't the score we had all expected or wanted, the Philadelphia Eagles left week one on the road in Detroit with a victory 1-0. It feels like the Eagles have never lost a week one game regardless of the opponent, although it is usually, uh, I usually I feels, it feels like it's usually an inferior opponent, which is what we got with the Detroit Lions. With that said, that inferior opponent took the Eagles to the wire Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Philly Pod. My name is Stephen Conrad Jr., the co-host, doing the introduction because I have better intro skills than the actual host and creator of the Philly Pod. That is Victor Williams rocking the number 11 A.J. Brown shirt for the video people. It is an A.J. Brown shirt, not Carson Wentz, who... Yeah, this is our Eagles versus Lions reaction. It is now our third take recording. Four. It's take four, bro. Four, yeah. Take because, four, bro. <laughs> uh, here we go. Actually, are you ready for this? Yeah. Because this world, because the content creation world, the internet, the equipment has thrown everything, including the kitchen sink at me and Vic, to not let this recording happen, just like Dan Campbell's Lions defense threw at Jalen Hurts. Holy hell, he threw the kitchen sink at him, didn't he? I appreciate the analogy. I appreciate the analogy. They sure did try. It was a lot closer than the Eagles probably wanted it to be, but they did edge out a win yesterday afternoon. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is uh, the Victory Monday episode, the first edition, the first Victory Monday edition of the year of the Philly pod. Probably not like the best feeling Victory Monday, but a Victory Monday nonetheless. I am your host, as Steven said, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Philly Pod. If you are new to the show, thank you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Can't stress enough how important those reviews are to us. If you have done so in recent weeks, appreciate you guys. It does not go unnoticed. Uh, if you have not done so yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You keep coming back to listen, but you don't want to want to leave reviews. I don't understand that mindset. Do that for us go leave five stars go leave your thoughts um even if you don't like the show please uh do not leave a review that does not do well for us but uh, thank you guys for coming in 
and listening uh, uh, to this. We have a lot to break down as far as the first game of the regular season is concerned. Eagles do edge it out over Detroit Lions 38-35 to behind Jalen Hurts, behind Miles Sanders, behind the dominance of A.J. Brown. But before we get into uh, all of that, Stephen, if I told you that there was a way for people like us well, maybe not people like us, but fans, fans around the world to. Uh, I hope there's not a lot more people. To, yeah, like maybe me. not, maybe not. But fans around the world to to be able to interview to to conduct your own one-on-one post-game interview after the game. What would you say to that? Would you be that something you're into? Would that be something that you wouldn't really care for? Oh, I'd be a hundred percent in for. As a matter of fact, I would have liked to have done it last season with uh, Jalen and Monte, both the Raggers. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. That would have been a hell of a uh, a hell of an interview. But I ask you this because the 2022 NFL season is finally here. Now you can conduct your very own postgame interview with players such as A.G. Brown yesterday, Hollywood Brown, Jahan Dawson coming up. No, you don't need media access. You don't need credentials. All you need is the brand new Fans View app. So Fans View allows football fans from all over the world to bid on one-on-one interviews with their favorite players. You can submit fan-curated questions for players to answer right after the game and even record your own post-game breakdowns for a chance to win an exclusive interview. Subscribers on the app can gain access to all past and future player interviews as well as bonus perks. All you have to do is head down to the App Store and download the FansView app today to kickstart the new age of sports media. It's a nice layout. You can go in, you can record your own post-game breakdowns, and fans get to vote on it, and uh, fans also get to submit questions to the players so Steven, say, like, for whatever reason, you didn't get selected to conduct the interview. You could still go in there, submit questions that you want players to answer, and the person conducting the interview can still select those questions uh, to be answered in the uh, in the interview. I think they do, like, five questions altogether. It's a real cool way to connect fans to the NFL players, and uh, I, I really dig it. I've had the opportunity to work with these guys in recent weeks, and they're doing something exciting. I, 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 I like the product. How does, how does all that how does all, what is what is your perception on on that world? As us as content creators, it's hard to get into the media world and do all that. But this is a good way to to try and connect everything. For obvious reasons, it's hard to get into the media world because people <laughs> like us, at least I hope, would actually ask some good questions on like some of the questions these uh, media guys ask. Let me tell you, talk about some wasted air and some dead space. Oh my god! Sorry, man. Steven's on edge this episode. This is gonna be something. This is gonna be. This is gonna be something. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. But yeah, be sure to go download Fans View. Very good app. Very good experience. And uh, they're breaking into a new way to uh, to to connect with the players. So very exciting stuff over there. So I guess we'll start with the good news. And Steven's like upset. So the good news: AJ Brown put on the dom the most dominant Eagles debut in team history. Ten catches on thirteen targets for 155 yards. Most by any player in the Eagles debut. Hertz found him early and often, six times for 128 yards in the first half alone. That is third most in team history in one half behind Terrell Owens and Kevin Curtis. Steven, we talked about it at nauseum and uh, after the trade happened that AJ Brown is going to transform this offense. I knew he was going to show out. I did not know it would be to the tune of 155 yards. Your takeaways from AJ Brown's dominant performance. In Eagles Green, how 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 exciting is it to watch a guy, a receiver, in the Eagles uniform to take over a game the way he did yesterday? 
Well, I certainly didn't expect that. And uh, right off the top of my head, you know what it kind of compares to in regards to like Philly sports debuts? I don't know mm. if this may go down as a terrible comparison, but it reminds me of Jimmy Butler. Didn't Jimmy Butler hit like a game-winning shot his first right. game as a Sixer? I, I don't hate it. It feels a lot like that. It. And it's a guy we needed for the Sixers, right? They needed that guy, the dog, the tough, you know, physical wing, the guy okay. that will take the final shot. A.J. Brown is a man amongst boys out there. You know, he really is. It's exactly yeah. what the Eagles needed. Yeah, it definitely was something the Eagles needed. And it's the first uh wide receiver it's the first like true alpha wide receiver they've had potentially since Terrell Owens. Deshaun Jackson was like a top receiver in his own right during his time with Philadelphia and, and we had some guys here and there. But uh but but AJ Brown is that true alpha, just turned twenty five and he's here for the, the four years. And if his hundred million dollar extension wasn't already an indicator, uh he was obviously the focal point of Philadelphia's offense yesterday. Now to everybody who is upset and rightfully so about Devontae Smith having zero catches yesterday after leading the team in receptions and receiving yards last year. Let's just make it known that there wasn't any film available of how Philly was going to use A.J. Brown prior to yesterday. So Nick Sirianni took full advantage of that and used Brown to his fullest in week one while he can exploit certain matchups. Down the road, I'm sure Devontae Smith is going to be able to uh, expose his own mismatches down the road once people start to game plan around AJ Brown and as the season progresses uh it'll it'll all kind of you know it'll all how do I put it there'll be more continuity in the offense it's not just going to be a stare down of one guy like I see those narratives flying already uh but I wouldn't be too concerned about the lack of of looks to Devontae Smith because not for nothing Jeff Okuda had him on pretty good coverage uh so so, so actually you know what him. that whole narrative pisses me off can I just cut what? you off staring right down now? one guy staring down um, one guy with Jalen because the narrative initially when we traded for A.J. Brown and it was a lot going on during the offseason by the naysayers, fans of other teams that didn't believe in Jalen Hurts was, mm-hmm. oh, it's kind of a wasted trade. You know, he gave up that draft capital. You're paying him all that money to line him up alongside a quarterback. He's probably not going to be able to get him the football. <laughs> he just broke the Eagles receiving record in his first game. So, right. you know, miss me with that. Miss me with that. The offense had over 400 yards from scrimmage. They put up 38 points in week one. Probably should have been more is what it is. Didn't turn the football over. Miss me with that. I really don't care. And for the Devonte thing, zero catches. I mean, come on, it's Devonte Smith. He's not going to do that. He had over 900 receiving yards. Exactly. Last Somebody season. who already produced in his rookie year. Like nobody should be concerned about that. I think people it's not going to be pretty every Sunday, and it's not going to be perfect every Sunday, right? I think people it, are scared that this is going to be a Wentz Ertz, like just looking at him the whole game kind of well, thing. First of once, all, AJ once, Brown once, is and a much teams better find player out. than Ertz. Well, I'm I'm saying as far as like rapport, like relationship, I feel like people are going to be like. I feel like people are going to say, like, once the defense finds out that Jalen Hurts is going to stare down A.J. Brown, it's going to be easy to counter, and people are fearful that it's going to be, I'm going to look at A.J. Brown once, and if he's covered, I'm going to run. I mm. think that's what people are are scared of. But to when be you fair, like, though, like, I don't really, it didn't really look like he was covered at all. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, always open, always open, says the A.J. Brown shirt over here. It is A.J. Brown that I'm wearing, by the way, because at the open practice, I wore this shirt. And everybody was like, why are you wearing Carson? Carson? No, it's AJ Brown. Don't hate because I got his jersey already. Mm. Don't hate just because that I caught I copped it within the first week. I know it's I know I know getting new jerseys is not the new norm around here. Mm. And I'm not even a big jersey person, but I copped a jersey for AJ Brown because that's the one guy on this team that I know is going to be here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Hence the four year extension. So I had to invest uh uh in that. But to your point, Steven, when AJ Brown is cooking the way he is. 
and the Eagles rush for over 200 yards, then is you're not going to have stellar performances from every single wide receiver. So we can all, uh, you know, I think I think it'll be fine. Speaking of the running game, heading into the year, much was made about is Nick Sirianni going to get away from the run? Is he going to become more pass oriented with the new pass catcher? How are they going to like reshape this offense and kind of retool everything? We got our answer within the first two plays from scrimmage because they were both Jalen Hurts runs. <laughs> one design run and one uh, obviously scramble. But that wasn't exactly designed. But, Stephen, how were you surprised to see that, number one, Jalen Hurts ran the ball 17 times? Wasn't designed that way, but scrambles all, all, all together. He ran the ball 17 times. And uh, Miles Sanders ran for 96 and a score his first touchdown since December of 2020 how shocked were you that the number one rushing offense from last season seems to not have missed a beat heading into 2022 um I'm, i wasn't shocked that we ran the ball as effectively as we did i was shocked at the fact that our quarterback who we had expected to come in and kind of obviously take more of a drop back passer role obviously we still want him to run definitely here on the philly pod we encourage players to play to their strengths because why wouldn't you um, I didn't expect the QB to run 17 times. Now, obviously, they, they weren't all designed runs. A lot of them came from him just dropping back. And like I said, uh, Dan Campbell, whoever's in charge of that Lions defense, literally threw, you know, spoons, forks. Oh, yeah. Jailbreak uh, blitz, bro. That's, engage plates. 8. Was, they ran Engage 8 every other play. <laughs> he probably threw the tape from Hard Knocks. I mean, he threw everything at him. So, I mean, it was Jaylen, red. I mean, it was red in the third quarter. You know, he was screaming at halftime, Dan Oh, Campbell. man. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was rough, man. Like I said, they were blitzing every, every way. And when you have a guy, Steven, answer me this, do the Eagles win this game yesterday without Jalen Hurts mobility? See, that's the point. That's the point. I don't think they do. And when you look on the flip side of things, Jared Goff, like Jared Goff did nothing. He's awful, man. To put the Lions in position to be in that game, by the way, it was all their running game. He's terrible. DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift over, over. 100 plus rushing yards. I think yep. he ran for like 140, whatever he did, whatever he ran for on 12 carries alone. Once the 50 yarder happened on the first, on the opening drive, I was like, oh man, it's going to be. By the way, we'll, we'll touch on the defense and yeah, more specifically. It's coming. It's coming. But, um, I know where it's coming. Where the hell Jaylen, is that? Jalen won this game for the Eagles, though, is yeah. the point. You know, depending on who you ask and when you look around the NFL at the other quarterbacks, there isn't a lot of quarterbacks you can look at and say they're going to win you games. There's some that may manage the game and prevent you from losing, but Jalen literally went out there and won the game for this team. I mean, obviously rushing the ball, but throwing it too, he was great. The numbers may not indicate that. Um, The completion percentage wasn't great, Uh, but keep in mind, you know, it was was a game where just – when your when your offense scores thirty eight points, your quarterback doesn't turn it over. I mean, come on, like you got to give Jalen credit for that. And exactly on a, on a day on a day where turnovers galore were happening, Joe Burrow threw four. I think Carson yep. threw two. Uh, there was just interceptions thrown thrown all around the league. And in, in a, on a day where QBs didn't look that great, Jalen Hurts, albeit no touchdown passes, he didn't turn the ball over, and he doesn't tend to. I know he had that that ugly game, the Giants game last year. He threw three, I think. The Tampa game, wild card game, we all know he was egregious in that. But other than those outliers, Jalen Hurts doesn't really turn the ball over. He only he only had nine picks last year. Um, so if he continues that trend and he knows how to protect the ball when he runs, he's been trying to protect himself. I know the slides and and he's getting late hit after late hit, and they get called every now and then. Um, the one but, that they called, he sold too. He like pretended he was dead. He laid down for a second. He said, "Ah man, I'm gonna lay down for a second. Let me lay down for a second. Which was probably the fifth late hit of the game. One <laughs> of five got called. Dude. So great job, uh, Stripes. Great job. 
Yeah, God, it is protecting it, our quarterbacks. Yeah, hey, he ass. slides though. It slides after watching Carson dive head first every our fucking quarterbacks. Play. Dak Prescott can't even make it out of that stadium without getting stuff thrown at him. <laughs> the NFL does a terrible job. And then last year in Washington, when poor you know Hurst is trying to get out of that awful stadium, the uh, fence falls down on him. Like, what's Could going? Could you imagine on? if something like truthfully happened, like at the like, what if the really just collapsed on him and he like broke his leg or something? Like, what is? How does the NFL navigate that? Which is pretty fitting that Carson plays for that team now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, didn't look too bad for Washington yesterday either. But we're going to beat them week three. Can't wait. Can't Mm. wait. We're still deciding if we go to that game. Courtesy of fans of Philly as as, as usual as we do go. Oh, uh, it's week three. Week three is in Washington, I believe. They got the buses. They got the whole bit. So, yeah, we got to decide if we're going to – we're going to do that. But yeah, a lot of the discussion this offseason was can the Eagles win because are the Eagles winning because of Jalen Hurts or are they winning with Jalen Hurts? And I believe yesterday Sunday. and I believe yesterday they won because of him. And I was encouraged. 17 carries, 90 yards, a touchdown, uh, and threw a good bit as well. And some of those throws, the 54 yarder in particular to AJ Brown. I I I I heard I somebody told me that Jalen don't got an arm. Said mm. he can't do it. Don't got an arm, don't got the arm strength. He looks like he has the arm strength to me. He looks like he is. He's him and AJ Brown got that got that continuity, and it looks like the other uh, friendship is translating to the field uh, as well. And some of these other pass catchers, Quez also didn't get any catches, and Goddard only had four targets. The the target disparity: thirteen for AJ, four for Devontae, four for Goddard. Uh, it's don't don't read too much into it. AJ oh my Brown's God, who alpha. cares, bro? He had it's ten gonna catches for one hundred fifty five exactly, yards. Exactly, exactly. We never have a. We celebrated if a receiver gets like 80 receiving yards. And this we man were celebrating Travis Fulgham when he had 10 for 150 in the Steelers game or whatever he had. And now this is routine. And AJ makes professional football look so easy. On that 54-yarder, I forget who was covering him, but number 25 was on his back. AJ caught it and drug his ass like 12 yards. I don't mean just like he carried him. He kept running, and the dude was holding on for dear life around his waist, and he couldn't do anything. Until AJ finally got taken down. We got a lot is, of uh, yak guys on this team now. Yeah, yeah, we got some. We got some guys. I'm looking forward to see. I feel like Devonta is gonna have a, have a good game in Minnesota next week, but we'll 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 look into that later on. Uh, speaking of 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 the rushing game, Miles Sanders finally uh, scored. Mm. Like I mentioned, first score since uh, December of 2020. Over 600 days since mm. this man has found the end zone, and he finally got into it yesterday. 96 yards rushing. Uh, what did you like? that you saw from Miles Sanders. He had the 24-yard pickup on the uh, with two minutes remaining. That was that, a huge that, play. That, that saved it, him. Yeah, basically, basically essentially iced the game before Hurts' fourth quarter uh, QB sneak on fourth down. Um, but, yeah, how how was your uh, what was your perception of Miles Sanders? He sure did look hungry out there. <laughs> yeah, he far surpassed my expectations. Keep in mind, guys. He's coming <laughs> what were the expectations? That... What were the expectations? <laughs> well, he's coming off the hamstring injury, man. Okay, I, I figured right, they would, right. you know, I thought it was going to be What you going to do, 50 yards? 50 yards. <laughs> 7.4 yards per carry, which is well above his average of, I think it's been, what, five and a half? I mean, this was a monster a statement game for Miles. Um, definitely looked like the bell cow back. Uh, again, I don't really care to sit here and argue if he's that. Honestly, man, Miles is in a really good uh, situation here in Philly because Jalen, obviously, he's not going to rush 17 times every week. But the fact that Jalen is improving as a passer, Jalen can run the ball, which is absolutely a weapon. Like when... With that in mind and the RPO offense this Eagles team runs, like when Miles does get the football, man, I think it's going to be in a lot of 
like good situations. Like the Eagles are hard to guard, man. Like you don't know who's going to get the ball. You don't know how they're going to attack you. Now, obviously, like you mentioned, we'd like to see them establish Devontae Smith, uh, get Dallas Goddard the ball, even like Quez, you know, but Quez being on the field is a threat. He's one of the fastest players in the NFL. Like he's miles. I don't know if he's in a better situation because I think in another world, I don't know if he's going to get extended or not, but let's say he goes to another team. I think there's going to be a higher standard for him. They're going to expect him to carry the ball 15, 20 times a game. And I think that's just too much of a workload for him. This game, 13 carries, 96 yards, 7.4 average. Like you said, he finally got in the end zone, um, mixed in with the Eagles, other rushers and passing game. Like it's a perfect situation for him. I thought he looked good. Uh, in the passing game too, he he caught that one. I was obviously, about to catching say, the balls. Caught some start. balls, yeah. man. Had some brick hands the last couple of years. And he's so a good. yak guy himself too. So I mean, just look, man. There's weapons all over the field, and Miles, you know, certainly gets a big um, pat on the back for me in this game. Coming off that injury too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of all the other rushers, four uh, four different rushers with touchdowns yesterday. Boston and Gainwell, your boy Gainwell, also mm. got into the end zone. Yesterday, the last time four different Eagles had a rushing touchdown in the same game was October of 1961. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit 50 years since we since we had that. So the Eagles uh, shattering yet another record in the season opener, along with AJ Brown's record-setting Eagles debut. Now, flipping to the uh, not so not so pretty. This mm. defense, holy hell, what the fuck is Jonathan Jonathan Gannon doing? On defense, you got you got personnel to thrive. We've been screaming about it all offseason. You have the personnel to be successful this season, and now we're just not flat out using him. Where the hell was Jordan Davis? Yes. 22 snaps on defense, bro. 22 snaps. They allowed 2.9 yards per carry when Jordan Davis was on the field. 10.0 yards per carry allowed when he was mm, on the sidelines. We are getting... Dog walked when Jordan Davis is on the sidelines. Scan and do something. I'm do no something. Math, I'm no mathematician, help. but that doesn't sound like a winning uh, equation to me. <laughs> oh, help, help, help me. Help somebody, please. After that first series when DeAndre Swift ran for like 60 yards, dude, the first thing I'm doing the next series is put Jordan Davis in the middle. The whole premise of drafting, of trading up, mind you, to draft Jordan Davis was yes. to put him in the middle of the defensive line so that he attracts attention and creates pressure on early downs and stuffs the run so you can force offenses into third and long situations yes. and allow your zone-based secondary downs. to work. Yes, and you have the zone-based secondary now to make yes. plays, as we saw yesterday with Bradbury's pick six. And just Gannon is not... Using him, it's week one. I don't want to draw any concrete conclusions, nah. but what the fuck is happening, Steven? Nah, because this was a question with him last year. He had decent personnel last year. Now there's no excuse. Again, it's one game. It's week one. But I thought, I think you and me have both made it clear going into the season, we expected the strong suit of the team was to be the defense. I did not expect them. At the end of the day, I don't care, you know, whatever you want to say. The defense gave up 35 points to the Detroit Lions. So Jared Goff and, and Jared the Detroit Goff fucking sucked. Lions. Bro. He was not good in that game. And this is without top rookie Jamison Williams. Can you imagine if Jamison was out there? What the? And it, it wasn't even like the receivers did a whole lot of damage. DJ Chark had a very good uh, touchdown catch over Slay. Bradbury had good coverage. Actually, you know what? For the first time in a long time, the pass defense impressed me more than yeah. the rush defense in Philadelphia. How? When yep. was the last time you said that? This is atrocious. I don't know. Fletcher Cox finally got to him. Uh, Hargave, they created pressure. But, man, when you allow DeAndre Swift to run the way he did 
and you don't utilize Jordan Davis. I there is just no excuse for it at the NFL level. There really is not an excuse for doing this. I don't. Leach Report just notified me. Jordan Davis run D stat just popped up on my phone. His stats, his run defense. Yeah, stats? like I just got a notification. Oh well, it's probably literally looking what at you the, just said. Well, looking at the whole twenty-two snaps that he played is probably what people are doing. And then you even look at that first drive. You got second and twenty, and then you got third and nine, and you can't get off the field. I don't like, know again. And I just what's Gannon doing? Like my mindset would be as a coach, and I know I'm not a coach. Like you win and lose by throwing out like your best punch, and that's Jordan Davis. He's your first round pick. I know. What is the? Tell me this. What is the worst case scenario by having Jordan Davis out there? What like, they, what's the worst that can happen? Pass? Oh, big whoop. Oh, uh, yeah. Slay, like, what is the worst that's going to happen? You have Gardner no reason. You have no reason. I don't know if Gannon's had, like, an interview or press. I don't know if they asked him about it. But, like, what is the what is, what is the worst that's going to happen when you put Jordan Davis out there? What what reason do you have to not play a 340-pound monster? too bad would happen I don't, he's out I there. I don't get it. I don't get it. We better see his ass. We better see him for 50% of the snaps next Which, week. Which, by the way, not gonna be. everybody talks about how he might not be as good, like, defending the pass. I might argue differently. Could you imagine if he just, like, sticks his hands up? He can bat passes down. He's begging. Yeah, like, he has the wingspan. What happened to Jalen Hurts a few times? His pass got uh, bad. Yeah, yeah, it happened quite a quite a bit yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Eagles' defense allowed the Lions to go nine for fourteen on third down, allowed thirty five points, and it is just not good. That is not good. That's not going to cut it against Minnesota when you got J Jets mm. catching for two hundred yards. Well, so that's the thing. <laughs> oh, almost, like it sounds crazy, but it almost feels like the Vikings is a better matchup because at least then we know like they're going to try to throw the ball. Yeah, but they have Dalvin Cook too. So like you got two pretty good superstars there. You got to oh, figure boy. it out. And Kirk is better than Jared Goff. Still mediocre in my Speaking eyes. Of, you want to know who the highlight of this defense was in his first Marcus game? Epps. Marcus Epps. What? No, no. Kaiser White, dude. The most <laughs> underrated play acquisition on this team this offseason. That guy's a yeah. beast. What, he's the like reason we got that interception. Mm-hmm. He, dude, he's just, he's a football player, man. He's great. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have too many of those at the linebacker position <laughs> in recent yeah. years. <laughs> Haven't had too Eight many football, football players. players. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah because we've been so deprived of linebacker talent that seeing people play competent football at the linebacker position gets us excited. But uh, but Marcus Epps is who impressed me. One tackle oh, for loss, gosh. led the team with ten total tackles, and he laid the hammer down. You saw the one tackle. Marcus Epps is solidified in that safety spot. I'm already not even worried about it because heading into the year. We were like Marcus Epps has only played. He has played less than a thousand snaps in his career. He was good in a rotational role last season, but how is he going to transition into a full time starter? And he looks to be doing that just fine. And how about the boy C.J. Gardner Johnson? His instincts are off the charts mm. for a guy that's been on the team for all of about six days. <laughs> he showed he showed, he showed his instincts out there. And he's made some plays. Had one ill advised penalty. Uh, that we that we could have done without. But uh, did you did, what? Did anything stand out from you as far as the secondary in general? Obviously, Bradbury had his uh, first career pick six, and it came as an eagle, which is which is, which is good for him. Or more from touchdowns the than the uh, Dallas Cowboys did on Sunday. Yes, facts. More than the Dallas Cowboys offense put together, which is mm. great. And we'll get into the shit show that Dallas is right now, man. If the Eagles weren't the favorites before yesterday, they damn they damn sure are now. And I would um, but, I yeah. would think, in my opinion, no, go ahead, go ask your question. Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. But yeah, any your takeaways from from the secondary? Anything you saw from CJ uh, Slay Bradbury? Any of those guys? How impressed were you with the way the secondary contained DJ Chark and uh, Saint Brown yesterday? And Hawkinson, we didn't hear his name a whole lot. 
They look great, man. I mean, honestly, better than what I expected. And maybe it was amplified even more with just how bad the defensive line looked, I guess we want to say. Um, I mean, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, I love him, man. I mean, the intensity, literally that first like pass breakup that he had, you could see it. Even on the sideline, I thought the camera rolled over to him. He was hyped up. I mean, dude, just such a likable player. I mean, obviously, it must be annoying to play against him, but just, Gannon, get your shit together, man. Like, yeah, how man. does that happen? They're just running the ball up throws down yeah, man. there was there was one point when the eagles had when the eagles got the 31 to 14 lead in the third and like i was like yeah we're gonna stomp on these dudes throats like now it's over and gannon's defense allows the lions to go on a 14 play 75 yard drive and like how how i just don't i i i, I thought we were i thought we were better than this did they have any i don't know the uh i have to pull it up i don't know what the sack stats were um but i pray to god that we got so i know fletcher cox got to golf at one point um, but when you're third to last in sacks last year, and now you're expected to switch that up with Hassan Reddick, another guy who we really didn't hear uh, who his uh, we didn't really hear his name a whole lot with Hassan Reddick. He was dropped into pass coverage uh, a couple of times, so that is interesting. Um, um, they're supposed well. to be a pass rusher here, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know they're gonna throw him into uh, they're gonna throw him into uh, some passing downs um, now and then. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the uh, sack stats. Um, Fletcher Cox and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham each had half a sack, but only yeah. like so one sack yesterday uh, for the defense. Not gonna cut it. Not gonna cut it. We need to no. see. We need to see more. And I would prefer for them not to allow opposing running uh, running backs to rush for 144 yards. Jamal Williams, uh, 11 carries for uh, 28 yards. He was held to. So I guess if you take away the 50 yard run from Swift, Swift only had 94 yards. So. <laughs> Well, if you take away the 54-yard catch from yeah, A.J. Brown. Yeah, this is a shit show, bro. <laughs> this is a, uh, a uh, this is just, this is just uh, wild, wild times. Any other uh, takeaways from this game that you enjoyed from the offense, from the defense, anybody we didn't bring up? Um, and then we'll get into the rest of the NFC East briefly if we uh, cover everything. I just want to touch on um, Jalen again. I just thought it was great, and obviously the offense gets credit for this and really the team, but the fact that they went down so quickly because of how poorly this defense played you know, down 7-0, offense kind of stalled those first drive, two drives, really, they kind of stalled, drive and a half in that hostile environment. I honestly thought Jalen specifically responded really well, kept his composure, especially with that blitz coming at him. I'm not sure if he expected them to throw, you know, that much at him, pass rush-wise. I thought he responded, like, tremendously, and honestly, that's, again, people throw the term, like, a win is a win out there a lot. I'm not one of those people. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, in December or January, you're going to look back and be like, oh, man, I wish we beat the Lions by more. No, we care about the, you know, the the one in the win column. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. I these little things like that matter to me, how you handle adversity. And I think that's especially considering the circumstances in that hostile environment on the road to respond like that. I think they went on a 21 or 24 run after that, if I'm not, mistake, not mistaken. Yeah, I like the way they responded because it could have got really bad when it was third and 15 right after Detroit scored. Mm. And before Hurts converted that third down, if they yeah. don't convert that, it gets it, it has the potential to not. He started off 0-5 passing too. Like yep. that's, oh, it was yeah, a rough that's start, true. man. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was rough for him. But I like what I saw from Hurts yesterday. He gets a B plus overall grade from yep. me. I uh, would have liked to see a passing touchdown, mostly for uh, my betting purposes because I bet on an AJ Brown touchdown. But it's mm. cool. I should have bet on Hurts. I should have done, but I didn't know 
what the rushing situation was <laughs> was going to be. Chances um, are, guys, with this offensive line, when they're in the goal line, they're running the ball. Somebody's yeah. getting the ball and running it in, man. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Is what it is. Yep. Taking a brief look around the NFC East before we wrap this up. Dallas Cowboys get whopped by the Bucks, nineteen to three. Dak Prescott officially out for six to eight weeks, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. With uh, what did he tear? He tore what was it? What Something was in it? his hand or finger, right? Yeah, I know his finger something, but I know he's out for six to eight weeks. They lost a myriad of other guys. Don't let that uh, distract you from the fact that he was playing like dog shit in that game. Yeah, he wasn't looking too injury, good before so. that. Cooper Rush was already in there. <laughs> so it, it was just it was just it was rough for Dallas and it's it's nothing more fun. Now we don't want all the injuries. We don't want all that to uh to uh you know, we never prey on injuries for players. But Dallas was more than likely going to like underwhelm the season anyway. I always felt like the Eagles were the that's leaders in this division. So that's how it goes. Prescott to have surgery on right thumb, expected to miss six to eight weeks. So that mm. is, yeah, that is the uh and I believe Dallas is there. on our schedule week six. Week six mm. it is. Yep. So it's Cooper Rush season, unless they trade for Jimmy G or, or Garner Minshew, perhaps. Which Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet on that. And they lost a lot of other guys. They're losing they're losing guys left and right. They lost a few other guys last night too. So that is we've that. been Another... saying this man all off season. I, I didn't feel great about them. That that morale, the vibes over there. Which I'm a big vibes guy. I'm a big vibes guy when it comes down to breaking down uh, sports teams and you know like morale and stuff like that. I was saying in the off season, I kind of kept it to myself, but I felt again in this week one, I just felt like the uh, Commanders would make a push for that second spot in the NFC East. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it looks like. Uh... Let me see. I'm pulling up the uh, the Dallas injuries. I mean, their now, left tackle goes down, and their solution is let's go get Jason Peters. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I don't think Jason And we're Peters trading for really – we need a safety. We're trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, we need a receiver. We're trading for A.J. Brown. Starting left guard, Connor McGovern suffered a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks for Dallas. J. Ron Curse is on crutches. So that's just like they got a lot. Not not great over there. Did you mention Derek a- Barnett? Is he out for the yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. He's uh he tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Derek oh boy. Barnett. Yeah. So uh Taron Jackson, next man up at defensive mm. end, and more playing time for Josh Sweat, more than likely. Yeah. Um taking more looks around the NFC East. The commanders may be the threat. Maybe the next threat in the NFC East after Dallas losing down. Carson, four picks and two interceptions. Two back to back interceptions because of course four touchdowns Carson wins. and two picks. Four touchdowns, though, I believe. Uh, somebody said this is the first time Carson has thrown four touchdowns in a game since the Rams game where he tore the ACL. Oh, my gosh. Really? So it's been that long since he's thrown four four touchdowns in a game. Uh, but they got some they got some playmakers over there, man. They got Gibson. They got Curtis Samuel. They got Terry McLaurin. Yeah, that's what I they, mean. I just felt Jahan good Johnson. about that. I know nobody wants to hear, and I know Eagles fans don't want to hear. I'm just saying. This I, might be the most talented uh, receiving core he's had since, he, since, he's, uh, since the Super Bowl. Here, so. Gibson's a great receiving threat, man. Too. I know. I bet on him, and he, he cashed out for me, so that's mm-hmm. also good. And the Giants, the balls on the Giants beating the Titans 21-20. They got some rejuvenated energy over there. Never been a believer. Did Tannehill, Nor will play, I ever Tannehill be. started, right? Yeah, he played. All right, it's two, time to move on, Two touchdowns, on, no picks. Yeah, Malik right. Willis. I told yeah. you, he, Malik Willis will be in this They in got this, nothing to uh, lose. starting role. The AFC is six. a super house, super powerhouse. Yeah. Like, just play yep. your young guy this year. And also, you know who else should do that? The Steelers. What are they playing well, Trubisky for? Well, oh, they, they paid the they paid they paid Trubisky for ten million. So you have to. You have oh to my it. gosh, I just don't understand some of these franchises, man. You got to write it out. But yes, Giants took down the Tennessee Titans with a two point conversion. Saquon is back. Danny Dimes apparently is here, All and right. 
Yeah, that is the way. That is the way uh, that goes. Daniel Jones yesterday, 17 for 21, two touchdowns, one interception. Saquon Barkley ran for 164 yards and a touchdown. So, hey, NFC East. Uh, Daniel Jones Dallas threw might two be... touchdowns and one pick, right? Yeah, he threw two. Yep, threw in one pick. He wow. went 17 for 21. Almost so like I... uh, that uh, Dable or is it Dabble? Brian Dayball, yeah. Almost like he Bills can coach a little player. bit, huh? He can coach a little bit. He's he's shit ton better than Joe Judge. I will give him that. Dallas currently last in the division, so I'll clap it up for uh for Dallas being at the bottom of the division. Mm. That's uh that is that is good stuff. So that about wraps it up for the uh, the post game show here. Got to touch on AJ Brown's record setting Eagles debut, Miles Sanders uh contributing, finding the end zone finally, and Jalen Hurts not looking too bad out there in his first game as uh or his 20th start can you believe just his 20th start yesterday mm. 20th start and he's gonna tie it all together he's gonna tie it all together if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to stick around subscribe apple itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows be sure to follow me the host on twitter instagram and tiktok at the philly pot a lot of compilations i have aj every catch from aj brown i have every third and fourth down conversion from jalen hurts all of that stuff is up on the IG and TikTok pages. So be sure to go follow those. Steven, where can the people find you? What you've got in the pipeline? What is popping in the world of Steven Conrad Jr. over there? Eagles fans, go to the Liberty Line YouTube channel. Check out, we broke down uh, every single Jalen Hurts passing attempt in this game. Literally a film study session with none other than myself. Yours truly, Was it really, every, was it really every pass attempt? Was it really? Damn near, and some rushing attempts in there. <laughs> Yeah, man, but it was good. I, 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 I was able to catch some of it. So good stuff. Be sure to go to the Liberty Line YouTube channel. Check all that out. Be sure to visit thelibertyline.com for all my Eagles coverage over there. Thelibertyline.com covers all five major Philly sports between the Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, Phillies, as well as the Union. Of course, uh, I co-founded the website and I lead all Eagles coverage. So be sure to go over there. Check out my takeaways from yesterday's game. If I left something out on the pod, you can catch them in written form over there but until the next one y'all we'll do a pregame show previewing the minnesota game uh at the link the home opener we'll be at the tailgates we're going to be there holla at your boy i will be sure to stop around with everybody uh party up with y'all and get it popping but until the next one y'all peace out from the philly pod Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.